cream of the crop. Welcome to what is, believe it or not, the 50th edition of the Guna Podcast. It's an end-of-season special in which we reflect on the events of the recent months and whatever else comes into our head vaguely related to Arsenal Football Club or the greater world of football. We are recording eight days after Arsenal's final match of the season, which was the home victory over Fulham on Monday evening. Uh, that's when we're recording, actually, not when the game was played. And we're recording on the Monday evening between the weekends of the FA Cup final and the Champions League final in Madrid, which, of course, we would like to have been involved in. Our trusty sponsors are Gunashirts.com, the premier website for all your best Arsenal T-shirts. I'm your host, Joe Broadfoot, and now to introduce... This evening's panel, starting with our legal eagle, the man turned down by Arsenal for a job just because <laughs> of his involvement with the Guna, it's David Udo. Uh, hello, listeners. And secondly, he's back, our very own cross between Richard Littlejohn and Julie Birchall, a man with no <laughs> shortage of opinions and no shortage of both fans and enemies alike. It's Mr. Steve Ashford, the one and only Highbury Spy. Well, funny you should say that, because they are actually my heroes. <laughs> Good evening. And finally, a first appearance for the publisher of the Guna and the original editor, the man who funds the food and drink intake of the panel on the podcast recording evenings. Welcome aboard. Yes, you do. <laughs> we enjoy it very much. Welcome aboard to the Good Ship Guna podcast. It's Mr. Mike Francis. Good evening. Right, so let's begin with something topical. And the recent quotes from Cesc Fabregas, and I can't do a Spanish Catalan accent, but I'll kind of read it normally then. If I ever leave Arsenal, it will be to play for Barcelona. I would like to go, whether they want me to or not is another matter. I'm 23 years, uh, 23 years old and I have a long career in front of me. I've never hidden from the fact that playing for Barcelona is a dream that I would like to fulfil. I would like to know my future before the World Cup, because to play with other things in my head will not benefit anyone. So who would like to pick the bones from that? It's um, time well, to read between the lines. Well, I'll start because I think, um, talking about sorting his, future, sorting his future out, I thought he's got a future for the next four years here at Arsenal. He's on, he's on a four-year contract. So if anyone's going to sort his future out, it'll be Arsenal FC because we can hold him to the contract if we so wanted. But uh, there's a bigger picture than that because the new law that came in a couple of years ago, UEFA laws, says that if, if a player under a certain age has got less than four years on his contract, <clears throat> he can buy that contract out um, by paying off his salary for the remainder of the contract. Is Sesk in that position? No, yeah. I, I, I don't think he's... I think it's the, Web, it's the Webster ruling. It's like Andy Webster who wanted to go from um, uh, Hearts in Scotland to Wigan mm. uh, and he, he went all the way to the European Court of Justice. Um, it applies to players age 26 or over, so I think we're okay for another couple of years. Yeah, right. um, I mean, isn't there another one that, that applies to players under 26? Uh, well, there's the Colpack ruling, but that's that's not strictly applicable here. Um, you have Bosman as well. Legally, I think we're fine. However, if you're going to ask me about the enforceability of a football player's contract, I mean, that's a that's another conversation. You look at Mohamedou Diara, who wanted to go to Real Madrid. Leon didn't want to sell him, so he threatened to retire. I mean, Fabregas could do that if he wanted to. He doesn't have to work again. Mm. I'm sure the next five generations of his family never have to work, work again based on the money he's made playing football. Um, but I, I don't think we're covered legally. Also, Wenger historically doesn't like confrontation, which must be Pat Rice's role, uh, apart mm. from putting out the cones, obviously. Um, <laughs> I mean, we saw it with Ashley Cole. Ashley Cole said, I want to leave, and Wenger 
you know, did the old thing with all the Champions League qualifying Zagreb, which was, oh, as she's got a slight calf strain, but it'll be, it'll be here on Saturday. No, it'll be at Chelsea on Saturday. <laughs> and then Ben comes out and says, I have a gentleman's agreement with him that he could leave. Uh, I don't think Fabregas will leave this summer. I think Wenger will, will make the devil's bargain and say, give me 12 more months. And, um, and then we'll have 12 more li- months like Hon- Henri gave us. Mm-hmm. <coughs> and like all the other players that, mm. that, that give us, when well, they know they're going. Half-hearted, the season after in other words. Um, if we're either going to stay for one more season, I'd possibly say go now and let's get the maximum amount of money for it. What with yeah, the World well, Cup? What with the World Cup coming up? Obviously, the value, you know, should rise, shouldn't the it? Value should rise. And I mean, I think I think the point that, that you know has often been made is: Cesc going to Barcelona. Is he going to get in the team? Is it the right time for him to go there now? And I think the, the logical answer to that is no. They've got Xavi and Iniesta, who, you know, as depressing as it might be, are the two best midfielders probably in the world. And you know, Sesk is the best we've got, but you wouldn't get in, in ahead of those. Two. I'm not sure. I'm not sure to be honest. And I mean, well, I think yeah. I think Zavi's. You know, he's. I don't, I don't know how old Zavi is. 28, 29. I think another year or two. And uh, Jav- Javi's 31, actually. Is he out? Oh, Javi's 31. You know, he spent a lot of time out this year with injury. Mm. Yaya Toure looks like he might go. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, Fabri has to go in there, run that team like he runs Arsenal. I think he's that good a player. Um, I, I, I don't think he's he's not good enough for Barcelona by a long shot. I think he will walk into that team. I think he's good enough for him, no doubt. But uh, but I just think right now at this moment in time, I think almost everyone can teach him a lesson as well. And that's like you left us. If you hmm. come back, you know you come back on our terms and you sit on the bench for a year yeah. and get used to it. But I don't think he'll, he needs to do that. Well, I'm, I'm, just worried, I'm just a bit worried. If we keep him for one more year, it goes at the end of next season. And if he can buy his contracts out, we get 11, 12 million for him or whatever. This yeah. year we could get 50, 60 million if we play our cards right. And, be- and Wenger being the economist that he is, he's going to want to sell at, at a high moment and the World Cup is the ideal time, it's, right? it's a shop window. Team. He's the Spanish Nicholas Bentner, he's their impact substitute. I mean, who are you going to drop to accommodate him? Is it David Silva on the left? No, he won't play in the centre because they have Xavi and Iniesta and behind that Marcos Senna and you're not going to play him on the right wing because they've got Joaquin Sanchez. He's, um, his role in the, in the Spanish World Cup team will be Salvatore Scalacci from 1990, or, or like I said earlier, Nicholas Bentner for Arsenal. His, his value's neither going to go up nor down because the World Cup, he's not going to fucking play. No, I'm not Shame sure. Well, <laughs> yeah, in the Euros, he, he played his part, didn't he? As you said, as you rightly said, David, he, he played his part mostly from the bench. Yeah, he started yeah. the third group game because he'd already qualified and came off the bench for the remainder of the tournament. And you know, the, the, the status quo hasn't shifted in the Spanish national side. But he became a winner, and we we do tend to lack them in our in our squad. So the bottom line is that all of these quotes that are coming out from Fabregas, that are coming from Barcelona, well, it's not from Barcelona, it's it's from Marca, the the, the Spanish paper. Uh, which Barcelona feeds stories to. The, the quotes have been from them, they've been from, from Xavi um, saying that Fabregas has um, uh, Barcelona DNA. It's come from uh, the sporting director, uh, Tajiri Baguristan, and whoever the president is. Uh, the one person who's been conspicuous by his silence is Pep Guardiola. I don't think Pep Guardiola is bothered whether he gets Fabregas or not this summer because, you know, okay, um, he's got Xavi and Iniesta. Yeah, let's forget Iniesta's played most of this season on the left wing because he's also got um, Keita and he's also got Yaya Toure and he's also got Busquets. Um, Barcelona probably need a centre forward, maybe need a centre half, and they probably need a left back. They don't need a central midfield player. Unless they get rid of Yaya Toure, which um, 
I, I can't remember which newspaper was running the story that we're going to get Yaya Toure plus yeah, every about every newspaper for the last 10 years, years. Yeah, oh, right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he's a Sebastian so, Frey isn't he yeah absolutely yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, what is conspicuous by his, accent, by his absence is the fact that there's nothing coming from Arsenal to say you know um, Fabregas is staying you know we're not entertaining any bids for mm. him this year how many more times we've got to say it? he is staying at Arsenal they are just not saying that and they never say it and that is just a symptom of Arsenal's terrible PR. But Hillwood came out and said something which weren't the most convincing thing I heard. Well, perhaps as convincing as Chamberlain coming back from uh, a meeting said, with Hitler. He actually said Fabregas is going nowhere and anyway he's not good enough to get in their team. And that comment actually upset Fabregas big yeah. time. Yeah, I thought it did, yeah. I thought, so, I, I, well, I thought it was likely to, put it like that. And Fabregas is probably thinking, oh, Denilson, DRB, Walcott. Why wouldn't I go? If Fabregas looks back at his Arsenal career, and we all rave about him and say he's a fantastic player, he's, he must look, look at the squad that he's been surrounded with and say, I've been cheated here. And I think that's the, that's the worst thing to say, and, and the biggest accusation that you can level at Wenger, is he often says, you know, I, I don't want to buy established stars because I will kill my young babies. Um, but actually, he's killing the players that we have got because he's not allowing them to develop with experienced players. And, you know, Danielson, for all his critics, I think he's a half-decent player struggling to get out. But he's not been allowed to get out because he's surrounded by people that rely on him to do too much. It doesn't work, though, does he, Danielson? It doesn't work, Mike. If Danielson worked, then that half-decent player might get out. But Danielson never breaks sweat, never battles for the cause. I mean, if Danielson was playing for Mourinho or Ancelotti or Ferguson, he wouldn't even get in their reserves because he doesn't flip in world battle. And that's his problem. But maybe if he was surrounded by players that were giving him a bit of competition for places, then he'd, he'd learn that lesson. Yeah. You know, I mean, he's got the he's got ability. But, yeah, he's but, got ability. But, he's, but he's, he's, he knows he's going to get in the team week in, week out. But looking how, how young the squad is, I mean, third place this season's not that bad an effort, given given the players that we've got. Um, third place is unacceptable, Joe. The manager came out at the start of the season and said, this is the year for my players to shine. This is the year for them to win a big trophy. And by that, he quotes... I mean the Premier League or Champions League. Um, we are embarrassed in the Champions League and we are embarrassed on four occasions by our nearest competitors in the Premier League. Five if you include the Manchester City game at the City Manchester Stadium. We have unequivocally failed. We have failed to the Labour party degree. Seriously. Um, no, this, this series is an unquantified failure. Don't forget, Dave. You get, you get a trophy for finishing third. <laughs> Apparently, well, We yes, went on the so, other so, top bus ride yesterday so I've been told to celebrate it. it. And Hillwood was there waving the checkbook to say <laughs> how much money we've saved on our on our debt this year as well. So third place is a yeah. A lot of people have pointed that out. They're yeah. top of the fair play league <laughs> as well. There's something else to get excited. Yeah, about. <laughs> that was on the bus too. But then when you looked when you looked at this season prior to it beginning, I mean, how many of you thought we were going to finish third or? I as good as third. I thought we were. I really thought, thought fourth. Be- hands, up, hands up, I'd say, yeah, third I thought was, was, was probably unachievable. And obviously mm. I thought, Christ, we're going to struggle to get the top four. But that's only because Lack we, of had, we, we hadn't signed yeah. anyone last season. Mm. It's like yeah. looking at the squad, we've gone backwards. And actually, we, we've, t- we've actually somehow managed, well, we've leaped from Liverpool, who have taken four steps backwards. Mm. But, uh, you know, that's, that's the only reason, really. Oh, well, Mike, I thought, I, thought, mm. I, thought, I thought third was, was going to be difficult, but I thought it was attainable. But, uh, I mean, I... <clears throat> believe it or not, I consider myself a, a, an optimist when it comes to Arsenal Football Club and I saw the progress that Alex Song made from you know Boo Boy in Chief away at Craven Cottage a couple mm. of years ago to by the end of the season undroppable and we all saw in the semi in the cup semi final against Chelsea 
exactly how, how prevalent the side he had become. And I thought, you know what, um, yeah, we, we put our faith in Wenger uh, and he came through. Maybe now hitting the age of 23, 24, it is going to be time for people like Danielson and Diaby to shine. First four or five games of the season, I thought Danielson was, was impeccable. He looked as though he'd added steel to his game. Um, I don't even remember that Nike advert that was doing the rounds on the, the video screens um, where everyone's sort of saying their aspirations for the season. Arshavin score five goals in the game. Walcott, be first choice. Fabregas, it's all about trophies. Danielson, be your shadow. And that's exactly what he did in the first four games mm. of the season. He picked up on the opposition's danger man. In the Everton away game, it was uh, Tim Cahill. Didn't let them get an inch. Yeah, we won that game uh, 6-1, and he was flawless. But he, he got one of his niggling little injuries, came back and revert, reverted to type. Diaby looks like a fish up a tree who doesn't know if he wants a shit or a haircut. <laughs> and, you know, the mm. fact that he gets into the French World Cup squad ahead of Samir Nasri proves that Raymond Domenech is the bastard love child of Martin O'Neill and Paul O'Grady. Um, we're a mess. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> that was sorry, I, I, blew, I blew Smarties for lunch, sorry. <laughs> I felt like applauding that rant because it yeah. went on so long, but so well. Um, but we didn't as a team. I mean, look at the way we trailed off at the end of the season. Would you put that down to lack of signings in January or is there no, some other reason no, for it? No, we'll put that down to lack of signings in January. Well, we only had Sol Campbell and we yeah. obviously expected a little bit more than that to, Without to push Sol on. Without Sol Campbell, it would have been a lot worse. Yeah, it would have been yeah. an awful lot um, worse. And a club of Arsenal stature, we, how many more times have we got to keep saying this? 60,000 fans, highest season ticket prices in Europe, if not the world, highest match day income, amongst all the biggest clubs in Europe, probably the least amount of debt, although no one you know, tends to play on that too much. <laughs> and yet we're signing 33-year-old Sylvester 35-year-old Campbell, um, you know, according to the board, we haven't got a pot to piss in. Anyway, without Campbell, it would have been worse. But, I mean, Bentner, God bless him, he came in with, with like nine or ten goals at the end of last season. And without those nine or ten goals, we really would have been in the shit, big time. Yeah, true. Um, but no, what was unforgivable last year was, but they, was when they lost to Tottenham and they lost to Barcelona, they took their foot off the gas and they allowed themselves to be overpowered by minnows like Wigan and Blackburn and forgive me if there's any Wigan or Blackburn fans listening but they should <laughs> never beat Arsenal when Arsenal are tuning up with 10 minutes no, to go definitely not. whatever team's out there yeah no, I mean I'd, I'd echo pretty much what, what Dave and, and Steve have said um, the, the Sol Campbell signing was a surprising one but you know there's an argument that he might be player of the season because he was a uh, you know, he was outstanding when he came in, played a lot more games than we expected him to, and uh, if he doesn't get another contract, I don't think there's any justice. Um, yeah, no, I agree with that. Why so did Ben go on an R so long? It took him quite a long time, didn't it? To, it was, wasn't it mid-January? sort of January, I, imagine, he, I imagine to late he probably had a couple of inquiries in elsewhere for people who, who don't get a mm. freedom bus pass to go wherever they want for no money, um, and, they, and the deals just didn't come to fruition, so he just bit the bullet and and bought Campbell in but, but I, I, you know, in answer to the question where did it go at the end of the season balls, determination and attitude and three things which Sol Campbell has in absolute abundance and which this group of players don't. Um, I don't I don't mind losing at all if the opposition are better than me I don't mind losing if the opposition get a bit lucky but it's unforgivable if our players don't run especially for the money that they earn at, you know, kids who are six and seven years my junior um, you stick me in an Arsenal shirt I will run harder and faster than all those bastards put together. I'll be fucking useless, but I'll, I'll put the yards in. Um, I mean, Danielson is the archetypal box-to-box player in the sense that he will not go in either box. 
<laughs> he's like a centre in netball. He can go anywhere on the pitch except for where it actually fucking counts. <laughs> you know, a guy doesn't defend, he doesn't attack. Diaby's positional sense is abominable. Wenger says himself he lacks a little bit tactically. If you stick that into Google Translate, it means he's fucking thick. Um, yeah. Um, and I think he's not going to drop him, though, is he? No, of course not. He's one of the chosen few. He seems a bit of a prima donna to me. I've seen him gesturing at other people yeah, like they've yeah, not exactly. moved into the right position, and he's basically. Diaby's the most frustrating yeah. player I've seen in a long time because you know he's got ability, mm. but his attitude stinks. Yeah. His work rate is appalling. You know, he, the, the times when, when players have run past him, opposition players have run past him because he's strolling mm. back to get into position when he should be breaking his fucking neck. I mean, would you ever see the RB books? I mean, you never see the RB books. Well, you know, as I say, we yeah. won the fair yeah. play, mate. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I think that's, 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 that's probably the worst thing you can say about ourselves. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. so we didn't pick up enough fucking yellow cards and, mm. and, and because we weren't putting our foot in. I've just realised I said the Nielsen and the getting the team. You know, because although they're paid a lot, we save the money on laundry because their kit never gets dirty. <laughs> so, you know, we don't have to stick it through a wash, you know, it's six beer time. So, there's everything we've touched upon here in the first ten minutes of the interview. I mean, are we, are we actually going to uh, get, get round to what the cause of all this is? And there's one man who actually plays these players, signs them, puts them on the pitch, supposed to train them, encourage them, give them a, a battling attitude, you know, tell them to go out there and win games for Arsenal and die for the cause, and it doesn't seem to be happening. And for two or three years now, you know, <coughs> we, the fans, have all been saying that we need, a, we need another coach, we need a defensive coach, we need someone to motivate the players because Wenger's been there 13 years and if he ever had motivation skills he's certainly lost them now. Now we're saying you need a new yeah, voice don't yeah. they, in the dressing room. Is, are we any nearer to getting a new voice to motivate DRB and Dilson? Are we getting a new coaching? Are we getting a Tony Adams or a Steve Bolt? Sorry to say, I think DRB so. might be unmotivatable if there is I such a word as that. Quite possibly is. I mean, but yeah, I mean, you look at Alex Ferguson at Man United, and like I don't know how many reserve or second choice assistant managers he's had in the twenty odd years he's been there, but it's about five or six. We haven't. We've got exactly the same backroom staff we had on the day Wenger walked through the door, and you know, Pat Rice, dear love him, Arsenal legend that he is. What does he do? Because you know he's, he's the one player you'd look to, or the one person you'd look to, saying he should be drilling that defence. He mm. was a defender himself. Yet the basic errors they made. I mean, if Pat Rice yeah. had made those errors, he'd have probably yeah. you know left town because he'd have been so embarrassed about it. Uh, the last game of the season against Fulham, where we had to at least draw the game, we were lucky that Fulham had a European final three days later. <laughs> um, he plays Fabianski. I mean, what would have happened if Spurs, God forbid, had won at Burnley? Fabianski had dropped a clangor in the last minute we'd have ended up losing and then we all knew Fabianski was rubbish why, why play him? why play him in a game where we had to get a draw? where he played in the two previous games and thrown him away it's I mean a, what kind of management is that? it's the manager's unnerving belief bordering on stubborn mindedness and myo- uh, myopia that, that comes with his view of his players I suppose yeah. yeah, I mean, he believes that he, he sees the best in all of them and the worst in none of them. Mm. Um, and he always believes they're going to get better, they're going to improve, and, uh, you know, if, if today's not the day, tomorrow will be. Well, tomorrow never comes. When you break down the, the lineup there, I mean, say the, the first 11, for instance, and you look at Inter Milan's first 11, and Inter managed to beat Barcelona. I mean, why, why couldn't Arsenal... I mean, OK, we were under strength for the <coughs> second leg. Fantastic, they got it right. Yeah, yeah. So I've, been manager, I've been thinking about this all day today. And if I, I said to myself, I'm going to get one point across, it's going to be this one. I mean, some people on the net are saying that Arsenal will never win another trophy all the time Arsene Wenger's there. Other people are saying, oh, Arsenal will get it right, we've just had a five-year blip because of the stadium and because there hasn't been money available. 
well there's, there's two ways you can win a trophy these days post Abramovich and one is to throw billions of money at, at players and salaries like City and Chelsea are trying to do <coughs> like Barcelona and Real Madrid do although not too successfully in Real Madrid's case and the other way is the way that Mourinho does it is tactics mm. and I, I really don't see Arsenal winning another trophy until we get a benefactor that's going to splash the cash, cash or we get a manager in who's going to win it by tactics because Wenger over the last five years has shown me that with the squad that he's got his tactical nous is just zero mm. I'm, I'm, I've said this on a few podcasts previously over the course of the last 18 months someone's lying to us over there and I don't know if it's the manager I don't know if it's the board I mean if you go back over the last seven or eight years going back to the last summer we spent proper money on players every summer you know the press have speculated on you know will Arsenal buy and every year someone on the board whether it's Danny Fitzman whether it's Peter Hill Wood uh, whether it's Keith Edelman or Ken Fry have always said the same thing which is we've never denied Arsenal money mm. all he has to do is ask there is money to spend Okay, therefore, the manager is, is in dereliction of his duties by not signing players when his current staff is probably on a, un, uh, not up to the task. Um, however, you know, we don't have Gazidis coming out saying, actually, it has been, ro- uh, you know, um, uh, ro- rocky waters for the last five or six years, but, you know, we've reached the light at the end of the tunnel, mm. um, and there's now money to spend. I, I don't know who to believe. If there is money to spend and the manager's not spending it, then, you know for all the wonderful things he's done for us all good things have to come to an end and in his head maybe he's got like Maggie Thatcher in, in that um, you know he thinks he can get away with absolutely anything you know, he's got too much power or you know if the board lying and he hasn't got uh, the money to spend then he needs to stamp his foot down and say you're making me you're making my task impossible and you're making me look like a fucking prat mm-hmm. over the last five years if he's had no money to spend and he's had to make do with what he's got why didn't he just get a defensive coach in and say look we're making do with relatively substandard players in some positions, not all. <clears throat> I want you to make my defence as good as you possibly can with your knowledge. I mean, well, I, if, I was at, if I'm at work and I'm, I'm a bit short-staffed or whatever, <laughs> you know, or there's an area that I'm not good in, I'll get an expert in there and I'll say, right, you look after that, you're better than that at me. But, but he's got a vision. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's the expert, he yeah. said. The only, sorry, Mark, the, the 2006 run to the Champions League final, you know, yeah. well, the, the defenders we had there, Senderos was leechpin in that defence. Yeah. Who was doing the coaching? Martin Keown was there, he was doing his coaching badges, wasn't he? And he was yeah. like, yeah, come in, Martin, you can come in for six months and show us how it should be done. And God, did he ever get results? Absolutely. And what happened to Martin? And that back four, he he did, he, up, did his job too well, didn't he? He pops up on Football Focus every now and again, doesn't he? He did his job too well, and then I thought, oh, he's going. Oh, he'll <laughs> have my job next year. He's actually coach of the Oxford University men's first eleven. Oh, he's gone up in the world. Hasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> and Steve Bold, you know, why doesn't he move Steve Bold up? And get him yeah, Steve Bold seems to have done a yeah, good yeah, job at the level he's done very, very well. Yeah, like, you, you, know, you team can't fucking defend either. Score lots of goals. Well, well, we should uh, fit in well with Arsenal. Instructions from yeah. the top down, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> but, but no, I mean, if, if we're not going to change the manager, and I've, despite what I've been saying in the magazine for the last three or four years, I do have a lot of respect for Wenger for what he did when he first came, and the style of football, and to qualify for the Champions League on a shoestring, which he's done. But he can improve, and he, and he doesn't seem to be taking these steps that we all know that he should be taking 
to improve the team. But he equates finishing third as being a trophy, really, in his mind. His mindset, before we, before we start the season, his third or fourth is a trophy. As yeah. good as the FA Cup, in fact, better than the FA Cup because you don't it's get a Champions League place. It's a demoralising comment Cup. he made, really, wasn't yeah. it? it was yeah. Like, patronising. Yeah, very patronising, exactly. And, uh, but, you know, I, 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 I said to somebody afterwards, I said, well, all right, let, let, put your cards on the table. Would you have rather won the FA Cup than finish third? And it's like, unfortunate as it may be, you can't do that. You can't mm. say, you can't put the FA Cup over Champions League because of the financial consequences. Mm. And, and the fact that you, you'd struggle to attract players, even if we wanted to try and do so, which Wenger clearly doesn't. But, you know, so I can see where he's coming from. It was just very, very badly worded mm. and, uh, yeah. It's, yeah. a it's, a, it's a moot question, though. I mean, yeah, I mean, lots of people come out and, and say that you know, would you rather win the league cup or finish and finish fifth or finish third? The managers come out and say it's a trophy. It's a moot point. I mean, there's nowhere in the rules does it say you're only allowed to win one trophy. Exactly. I, mean, I suppose Chelsea is just proof that. that. I suppose <laughs> next year, if someone gave us the opportunity to finish tenth in the table, come out of the Champions League after the group stage, and then win the Carling Cup, FA Cup. And Europa League, all in one season. Would you take that next year? Hmm. Oh. That's a tricky one. That's a lot. Absolutely, but for financial reasons, I think you would. Sti- well, I would probably still say no. You'd still rather. Would you still rather finish third? Yeah. So this is the quandary we're in. I'm arguing what, 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 I saw what we've got if we're going to finish ten in the league but win three cups. Well, you know, yeah. it's, I mean, it's, it's a fantastic situation. I mean, yeah, I, I can't call Yeah, I was pretty it's happy when we won two cups against Sheffield Wednesday. Yeah, we were rubbish that year. Yeah, yeah I was pretty but, happy but the with game, that. The game's very, very different, isn't it? And, but uh, haven't, yeah. we had, haven't we had like five or six years of finishing third with no glory? Wouldn't it be nice just for one year to finish, th- you know, win three trophies? Again, I've got, I've got no problem with us finishing third if the other two teams are better than us. And, you know, we invest mo- if we invest money in the right players, uh, everyone... Uh, you know, throws their absolute lot in, and by the end of the 38th game, they're on their hands and knees. Got nothing, nothing left to give. You know, and they put their hands up. So we gave up, gave a roll. I've got no problem with that whatsoever. No problem at all. But you know, if we finish third, and it turns out we've only given 70% in terms of effort, in terms of application, in terms of giving ourselves the best chance, in, in, in by way of recruitment of, of additional staff, that's where I think the frustration lies in. Um, we're not giving ourselves the best chance. I mean, if the money's there to spend, the manager's not spending it, well, we're cheating ourselves. You know, the players stop running after 80 minutes and we concede stupid goals against shit teams, we give up points, we're not giving ourselves a chance. As you said before, David, there's, there's that issue about who's, who's lying to us. It feels to me like everyone's lying because Arsene Wenger at one point, he said, yeah, I have the money, but I don't really want to buy anyone. And then he later on said, years later, I didn't have the money, but now, yeah... Um, this summer, maybe I might buy someone on a free or something. I mean, <laughs> if you he, can do such he, a thing, he must know how the fans feel. I mean, he really has got his head in the sands if he doesn't. But why doesn't he come out and say, "I know how the fans are thinking. I know they're frustrated. I know they're upset. This year, trust me, I will be selling some dead wood, and I will be bringing in four or five. He couldn't call players. dead wood dead wood, could he? Why can't he say that? That indicates a lack of faith, and faith is something he's got with, you know, with what's he all got about to lose by saying that. I don't think he gives a flying fuck what the fans think, to be completely honest. Yeah. I think he's completely out of touch with what the fans yeah. I mean, it was trying to when he did the Q&A session with the shareholders last year, you know, and, and somebody dared to criticise him. And it was like, you know, he threw all his toys out of the pram, didn't he? And, mm. You know, that, that's, that's the shareholders, that's not even 
you know, the, the, the bulk of our support. It's, he didn't storm off, though, did he? He didn't storm off, yeah. but, but, you know, he's very defensive. <laughs> yeah. I, think, I, I think the clue is we haven't, we haven't had another invite to go oh. back. You know, so, <laughs> um, you know, it's, it's, I think somebody called Sy- Sylvester a geriatric, didn't he? Oh, no. no. no, 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 yeah, no. That was Which, very offensive. You know, was, 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 well, was maybe went, badly yeah. worded, but the point was right. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing that was said in that session was was what any of us aren't thinking. Yeah. You know, some of it was maybe slightly badly worded, but you know, Wenger just, just reacted quite badly to it, and uh, we will never get a Q&A again, I don't think. Well, I'm talking of sessions like that, I mean, uh, Gazidis recently addressed the Arsenal Supporters Club, um, and Mike... Uh, did you uh, get a chance to go through the yeah, 90 well, minutes plus of, of what happened that evening? Well, I, I attended it as a member of the Trust, um, and a little plug for the Trust, you know, £2 a month is all it costs, and you get to go to these things, and um, you, you, you can have your say. Um, I think it was, it was fairly typical. Gazidis is very impressive. Um, he's, he, he says, he just, he just articulates what he wants to say very well. He'll dodge the questions that you'd expect him to dodge. But, it, but it, he'll be reasonably frank and honest with you. you know, and, and I know certainly um, what the impression that we thought a lot of people got out of it was that last year, a year ago, he'd only been in the job six months. And you know, people firing questions at him last year, 12 months ago, in the same session. And I think he was reluctant to sort of say, you know, um, I'm going to haul Wenger over the coals on this one or I'm going to challenge him. But this year, you just sense there was a slight change of emphasis, and maybe this year, you know, he's been here 18 months now, he's got his feet under the table, and he's gone, you know, he's maybe said to Wenger, right, well, you know, we've done, we've done it your way, and it's not worked, now we need to think about it a bit differently. And I, I just wonder whether we'll, we'll, we'll see Gazidis maybe challenge Wenger a bit more to, to do something different. But if he so challenges he, him, yeah. he's probably going to walk. So if Gazidis said to him, awesome, you're fine, you've done brilliant, you know, um, we want you to bring in a defensive coach. We want you to, to to maybe bring in another coach as well as a defensive coach. Well, would that yeah, cause Wenger to what, say, what, right, what, uh, okay, I have one say? year left, but what I'm going to leave say? now. I'm not Possibly, having well, this. Well, I mean, there, there, there was one of the questions was about about Wenger extending his contract. Um, you know, there's been a lot of stuff in the speculation in the papers that there's a two-year contract um, extension on the table. And Gazidis didn't deny that and said, um, you know, he's not not having any sleepless nights over it, and uh, an announcement will be paid, will be made about it in good time. Um, again, you can read all sorts in between the lines, and I'm not saying I'm, I'm right, but you know, you do wonder whether uh, with only a year left, and if we are going to go and sign players this year on presumably four or five year deals, they're going to want a little bit of security. They're not going to want to sign for Wenger if he's going to be gone in 12 months' time. So maybe the club are sort of pushing him. So you know, you've got to commit now. Otherwise, mm. that's it. Well, no, Ferguson made that mistake. Do you, think, do you honestly think they want him to commit though for another couple of years? Well, that's certainly the impression they're giving. Well, wasn't, but, wasn't, but, but uh, I, I think I think yeah. they just want. A di- my impression is that I think they just want an answer. Are you going to commit? Because if you're not, then maybe we're not going to give you the money, or maybe we're going to yeah. move you sideways. I don't know. But yeah, cause, because because I yeah even I pay him out and make him move on because um, and there's no point when you've just got one year left. Look what happened when Ferguson said he was going to retire. At Manchester United, it all yeah. imploded, didn't it? A yeah. I mean, we haven't spoken about Chelsea yet, but this is the weekend after Chelsea have just won the double. It's As an Arsenal awesome fan, that <laughs> really, 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 that really yeah. pisses me off. And you know, they've won seven trophies since we last won one, and that doesn't include Community Shields, which they seem to win every year as well. Um, what are the club? Do, do the club? Are they happy to live under the shadow of what I consider to be a smaller club? I mean, you'd have thought Gazidis would be saying, right, that's it, enough is enough now. 
they've had their trophies now we're going to have them mm. now, whatever it takes we're going to take Chelsea's crown you know that's easier said than done but I want to see the board actually making concerted efforts to actually say well no we're not happy with this we are going to finish above Chelsea next year and if it means telling Arsene Wenger to get a defensive coach in and telling him to sign three or four players he otherwise might not fair enough Steve but our club I don't know if you saw on the last day of the season but um, someone in the North Upper put a banner um, mm. over the edge which said sign-ins or sign-off mm. yeah the stewards had that removed by half time seriously we live in a police state where, you, where free speech is not allowed or indeed encouraged really that, thou shalt not criticise Arsenal is that really the, the state that we live in Arsenal Football Club in which case we might as well pack up this podcast and go home now because he's because they're coming there. for us. No, no, no. Well, yeah. Well, you joke. could be. You joke. I mean, I worry about being David Udo. There's only one David Udo, as, as Facebook will testify. Um, you know, they. Uh, yeah, I, I had to renew my season ticket on the first day in case they sort of lost my, yeah. you know, my renewal application in the post or something. And lo and behold, I, I'm not allowed to go and see the team anymore. Yeah. So, to, 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 if only they knew what law supporters they had. You know. Yeah. I mean, they take us for granted. That's and the, the risk we take. Yeah. <laughs> That's always been the way, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's, you know, football, unlike any other business, will be here come what may. Rain or shine, Wenger or no Wenger. You know, what trophies really or no trophies. What know? it really needs is for 40,000 season ticket holders not to renew this year. And then they'd soon sort it out. I mean, there was lots of talk, wasn't there? For the, for the last game of the season, you know, they did that lap of appreciation, as it's now called. Um, well, has been for the last five years, because there hasn't been anything, any honours. Mm. But... You know, and there was lots of people saying, oh, "I'm not staying around for that. I'm walking out at the final whistle." That would give them a message. And at the end of the day, how many people did? Mm. I, 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 you know, I was there. No more yeah, than leave normally. No, yeah, 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 probably, yeah, exactly. Um, um, so. Although it was nice of Denilson and William Gallas to turn up and show us how appreciative they were. <laughs> William Gallas, Mr. Popular in the was dressing room. Denilson wasn't there either. No, Denilson was supposed to turn up and present someone with an award before the game, but just didn't bother turning up. <laughs> I love stuff in the papers over the weekend when there was like you know Gallas doesn't Nasri came out and said that he never talks to Gallas you know yeah, yeah. it's like you know it's not just me either, it's yeah. four or five of us yeah, yeah. 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 I mean it beats a goodbye card doesn't it that yeah, kind of comment in yeah, the press I mean, yeah. we're going to miss Gallas are we must be fair not well not when he's hardly well, played he's a good player when he does play I, I've yeah, always I th- felt I think he's, had, he's, I think he's probably something. had his best season for us in some ways but he's still missed three months of it yeah. Mm. Yeah. and you know so Every I, th- year. I think in years to come in a decade's time we'll look back at William Garris in the same way that I, I look back at when David Platt was at Arsenal which <laughs> is sort of did that actually happen? <laughs> was the England captain? oh really? oh okay it's all yeah, it's quite surreal. Right. You're yeah. right. Chelsea's captain. Really? All right. Okay. If you say so. Yeah. <laughs> no, there definitely is a bit. There definitely is a bit of that. I think in two or three years' time, you'll be going Galatasaray. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> May well be the case. Galatasaray. <laughs> oh dear. Well, I think we've wound up for tonight. <laughs> On that happy note, the usual reminder is if you want to email us about anything related at all to the podcast, the address is gunapodcast at gmail.com. Thanks again to our sponsors, gunashots.com, and that just leaves us time for the panel to bid farewell. David. Thank you and good evening. Steve. Happy summer. And Mike. Have a good close season. I'm your host, Joe Broadfoot. Thanks for listening. La-di-da-di-da, la-di-da-di-dee. All good friends and jolly good company. Hooray!